How's your meditation practice going? It's actually going okay. It's going okay. Huh? <laughs> I just I got back a couple weeks ago from a six day retreat. Mm-hmm. With uh, uh, the CID Ranch. It was wonderful. I think that really helped. Mm-hmm. That could. What was it about it that helped? Well, we sat a lot. Yeah. And I think that just that experience was. Yeah, I think that's that's a important thing to have that experience and appreciate what a difference it makes. When mm-hmm. You do a lot of sitting without going out in the world and getting your mind all. Overstimulated, yeah. agitated, and everything. So you've been keeping it up then, that two weeks since, pretty well. Well, nothing like that, but yes, yeah. regularly. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see some changes. I mean, I can see some changes in the, in the experience, the meditation experience. Good. Does anyone have any meditation-related questions or anything you'd like to talk about? <clears throat> While we sit here and wait for everybody else to come and do our sit. consider to be the most important thing is uh, first of all that you are able to uh, generate the mental states of being uh, free from suffering and ill will and uh, of experiencing loving kindness and happiness. And really, everything else about the practice uh, is, is just giving you repeated opportunities to do that, to generate those particular feelings. And then the second most important part about it is when you project that or offer that or, or send that or wish that for other people, because then it goes beyond the, a feeling of loving kindness to actually action, the act of uh, loving kindness. You say you have trouble doing it for yourself. What, what do you mean? Well, uh, I, I have trouble saying that I love myself the way I am. 
and uh, I'm, I'm not used, I guess, to, to wishing for things for myself. You know. Because you probably uh, are conditioned to feel that you shouldn't do that because it's I suppose. selfish. Yeah. It's an interesting thing that one of the problems that we do have is our own selfishness, and a lot of the problems in the world are the result of uh, all these people acting out of their selfishness. <clears throat> but if we go to a really deep level of recognizing that there is no self to be selfish about, then we can see our own minds and our own bodies and uh, their well-being as being on par, no more important or no less important than the well-being of other minds and bodies. And that that is the proper way to develop loving kindness and direct it at yourself is is not from that place of of, of, of feeling like an I and, and me and mine and selfishness, but rather seeing that seeing your your mind and, and body as being no different than anyone else's and feeling exactly the same loving kindness towards everyone everyone else and towards yourself and uh, for a lot of people this is this is difficult a lot of people don't feel that they're worthy uh, as a matter of fact part of the part of the practice of loving kindness is learning to forgive and it's always easier to forgive other people than it is to forgive ourselves and so, you know, in that, in that aspect of it, if you start out by forgiving other people, if you start out by forgiving other people, practice that and start getting, you know, becoming able to forgive other people more easily, then that's the way that you can come to the place that you can forgive yourself. And... Uh, forgiveness is an important part of being able to direct loving kindness at anybody and at yourself. In the practice of loving kindness, we start out with the people that are really easy, the people that that uh, we uh, feel good about and we like and we admire and we feel like you know they've been good to us, and and, and so we wish loving kindness for them. But then we progressively move to uh, the point where we can generate loving kindness and direct it towards the people that we would otherwise regard as our enemies. You know, those, those people that are sent somewhere or another, uh, our nemesis, and uh, appear to us to be the cause of some of our suffering and unhappiness. So then if you can direct loving kindness uh, to people at 
different degrees of, of, of closeness and reach the point where even those that you have antipathy towards, then it should be pretty easy to direct loving kindness uh, towards yourself as well. The wish for the wish for these good things. But it all it, it's kind of a cyclic thing because you have to start out before you can have the wish that somebody else be free from suffering. That has to be clear in your mind. So you have to bring yourself to have that feeling as clearly as you can. And you do that through recollection or imagination or, you know, whatever. But we, we've all had, we all know what it's like to be free from suffering, even if for some people it's hard to remember what it's like to be free from suffering. But we, we, we know what that means. And so if we can call that to mind, and if we can make that feeling, that state of mind corresponding to being free from suffering as clear as possible, then we can wish it for others. Even if we feel in some way that maybe we don't deserve it, we can still wish it for others. And then in that way, develop the skill so that eventually we can bring it back and, and wish that freedom from suffering on ourselves as well. And at least in, in the form of loving-kindness meditation that I do, that's where we start, is with that feeling of being free from suffering, of being at ease, and the wishing for others that they be free from suffering. And then the next stage is is freedom from ill will, from negative feelings of every kind. And once again, it's the same thing. Before we can generate that wish that somebody else be free from ill will, we have to recall in ourselves what that feels like, that feeling of being at peace with everything and everyone as much as possible. And then once we've done that, and then once we've practiced offering that to other people, sending that to other people, then we reach the point where we can, that we're able to wish that for ourselves as well. Then after that comes the feeling of loving kindness itself as a positive state of mind that contributes to our overall sense of well-being. We've already been practicing loving-kindness by wishing for others that they be free from suffering and ill will. But now, and hopefully by having done those two steps of the practice, which are acts of loving-kindness, that we have, it's easy for us to ourselves call up that state of mind, that wonderful state of mind of what it's like to be filled with loving kindness and, and to have only that wish for loving kindness. Uh, and then, of course, we, we want everyone else to enjoy that wonderful state of, uh, of loving kindness, including ourselves. And so, so you see, it's, it's always cycling back on itself. And it's, it's kind of a it's like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. It's it's starting, starting with 
what you can do readily and then moving by stages to what is more difficult to do. And then, of course, the fourth and, and final part of it is uh, is the feeling of, of happiness, contentedness and happiness. And so, like with any meditation, you have to start out without great expectations and do the practice according to where you are and what you're able to do right now. You know, so you call forth those feelings as best you can in the present moment when you're doing the practice without judgment, without you know, feeling like you should be able to do uh, better. It's just what, to whatever degree you can genuinely generate those, those feelings. And then, two, we start out with uh, sending this to somebody that it's very easy for us to send it to without judging ourselves. You know, there may be, we may call to mind somebody that uh, we just really can't bring ourselves to want to send too much in the way of good wishes to this person. And that's all right. You don't judge yourself. You just, the day will come the time will come when you can, but what counts is that that person came into your mind and there is that intention that even if you can't do it now, you want to come to the point where you can wish for them uh, these same qualities. And if you happen to find yourself at any time regarding yourself in this category, and a lot of people do. A lot of people find it difficult as if they don't deserve these things. And it's really difficult to do them for themselves. Um, or the other thing is that they feel conditioned that they shouldn't do that, that I shouldn't want these things for myself. So what's really important there is to remind yourself that that the I-ness of that that makes it selfish is an illusion and that there is, after all, this body and this mind. And it just is. And it, it, it is in the same way any else's is. And so it's no more or no less deserving than those things. And it's that understanding that yeah, is important. You know? And even... Even if you were say to find, oh, I, it's really easy for me to wish these. I, I really want to be happy. I really want to be free from suffering. It's really easy for me. Well, then in that case, your challenge is to come to that place where you wish them for the body mind that you call yourself, but without attachment to it, and with the, and from the same place of, of equal. Uh, equal value as every other being. And so that's basically how the meditation works. But the, you, you have to remember that you're only going to be able to do what you're able to do. If you find yourself running into an obstacle, then that's a good indication that, well, this is something to be very valuable for me to repeat. The more often I repeat it, then the more likely that 
I am at some point to find myself having overcome that obstacle. One of the things I have used it on is that, oh, a year or so ago, I got very, very angry. I was going through the uh, Saguaro West on those narrow roads, and there were like 30 or 40 bicycle riders who refused to move over. And I got very angry. And I, I get angry at the bicycle riders when they don't stay in there mm-hmm. over because I, I'm, and it finally dawned on me that I'm afraid they're going to get hit. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not careful, because they don't stand a chance against the vehicle. So I try to project loving kindness towards them when I come to them, mm-hmm. rather than anger. That's good. Yes. How does it work? It helps. Mm-hmm. Also with some of the other people that drive cars. <laughs> also what? Also with some of the other people that drive cars around here. But yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's very good if you can uh, set aside your anger and replace it with loving kindness. But it's very important as a part of that to examine the anger and the way it makes you feel. Uh, just as, as completely objectively as, as you can. Well, I think I, it was when I was doing that that it, it dawned on me that I was afraid of either <coughs> getting hit by one of them or of them getting hit by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But of course, getting angry is absolutely useless in terms of. For your sake or theirs, either one. That's right. Yeah. So it's good to good to recognize that. Yeah. Good for you. But uh, you know, and there is uh, there is the formal practice of loving kindness meditation, which I was describing, mm-hmm. and then there is uh, learning to uh, practice loving-kindness in all kinds of everyday situations. And it's really important to do the formal practice of it as well, because our minds do deceive us so much. And so, you know, uh, if you do it as a formal practice, then you get really clear on on what is loving-kindness, and you learn to detect the subtle signs of uh, resistance in your mind and and recognize more readily what's actually, what is actually happening in in your own mind as as you're dealing with these circumstances as, as they arise. Good evening to all of you that have come in. As you heard, we've just been talking about loving kindness. And, uh, as, as a formal practice and as something to do in every part of your life.
for those of you that are uh, in any kind of a close relationship, someone that you're very regularly in contact with. Uh, A very special way of practicing loving-kindness meditation is uh, one of uh, seeing if you can, in your own mind, exchange yourself for the other person in all these various kinds of interactions. And uh, it starts out very simply by just trying to imagine what it's like to be the other person and try to remember what you have learned about them or what you know about them through your relationship. So that uh, you can sort of ask yourself the question, well, okay, what, what would he or, or she like right now, or what does he or she feel right like right now, or what might be troubling to him or her right now, just in terms of the present moment, you know, and uh, uh, and then when you sort of are, are, are out of that. Uh, Uh, that place of, of, of being you and kind of being the other person, then you replace yourself with the other person. And then now you can come back into being in your own body and mind and say, okay, what would I, as this other person, like to have happen right now? It's a really uh, wonderful practice to do. And if you if you do that in all kinds of real simple situations, you know, like just casual, ordinary things without a lot of emotion or intensity, then uh, you might find that you'll be able to find, you know, starting to experience a little friction with this other person. You say one of those kinds of situations arise, and then if you can remember, ah, okay, let me exchange myself this person in this circumstance produce a pretty remarkable change in so it's a very powerful way to practice loving kindness exchanging yourself using see we have all the selfishness right we know what we want we know what we'd like so rather than just put it aside as a bad thing or let it go to waste we can use it to help us improve the way that we uh, interact with other people by using our natural innate selfishness to see if we can become the other person and figure out what they need and what they want and what you know what we can do for them. Give it a try. Just experiment with it and see see what happens.
it's about time to sit here. So if everyone can please make yourself comfortable. Mandala prayer and say it together and uh, it too is a form of practicing loving kindness towards yourself and others it's a way of bringing yourself to see to experience how wonderful it is what you are right now a conscious human being with these senses and able to experience this world and try to see it in a different way as a paradise of the Buddha. And then having that experience, offer it to sentient beings everywhere. Okay, so here is the great earth filled with the smell of incense, covered with a blanket of flowers, the great mountains, the four continents, wearing a jewel of the sun and the moon. In my mind, I make of them a paradise of the Buddha, and I offer it to you all, sentient beings everywhere. By this deed, may all beings come to know the pure world, free from suffering. 